You're listening to Retail Refined, a market scale podcast with me, Melissa Gonzalez. Hello, this is Retail Refined, a market scale podcast with me, your host, Melissa Gonzalez. I'm here today with Hanif Brown, founder of Fitmatch. Hanif considers himself to be a passionate entrepreneur helping to solve everyday consumer pain points. Prior to Fitmatch, Hanif spent almost a decade in the retail and consumer investment industry. He worked at Friedman Spogli, a consumer-based equity firm in New York, where he helped to analyze new investments and help existing portfolio companies scale their businesses. Hanif also spent three years as an investment banking analyst in the consumer and retail group at Credit Suisse. He received his bachelor's degree in mathematics and psychology from Williams College in 2009. We're excited to talk. Uh, and Hanif, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Melissa. Thanks for having me on. And uh, I'm happy to sort of go through uh, the podcast. Congrats on uh, everything you've been doing. We, we, we did a nice little intro of you. Um, but before we dive further, I'd like you, if you could share with our listeners today a little bit more about FitMatch and what it does. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, to probably tell you a little bit about FitMatch, um, we'll sort of um, contextualize how, you know, how we see the world. Um, you know, if you look at the sort of end-to-end shopping experience, um, for the last 50 years, um, you know, we don't think it's really changed much. Um, we think that, um, you know, there have been examples of sort of in-store technology on the retail floor, um, but really um, there hasn't really been bold innovation that really materially impacts offline to online retail and vice versa. And so, um, you know, as we look at other industries, um, the boldest companies sort of choose the future and then build it and others follow. So think Tesla versus every other car company trying to go electric today. So we believe, and we'll get into it, but what we you know, are building is something that is really transformative and overhaul of, of how people shop for apparel. Um, and we're using AI similar to how other industries use AI to really solve it and give customers exactly what they want. So at the base level, um, you know, FitMatch is a sort of innovative combination of using 3D AI and machine learning technologies um, to basically eradicate the hit or miss of apparel shopping um, and eliminate what we call fit risk. Um, so basically, it's a sustainable omni-channel solution that delivers um, sort of a fit predictive, personalized um, shopping experience um, um, for our customers, and then also um, very powerful data that our brand partners can use. So Hanif, how does FitMatch help brands and retailers eradicate fit risk? And how do you see that need accelerating in the new norm? Absolutely. So let's define what we call fit risk. Um, so we think of fit risk as this sort of massive um, bubble uh, in the industry where of, of almost vast uncertainty, um, you see different uh, metrics um, about 
you know, return rates and low conversions and so forth and high, high CACs. But really what it comes down to in us is that shopping for apparel is a very hit or miss experience. So when as consumers we shop for apparel, we can't really be confident that something will fit us unless we try it on. Um, so we either have to get uh, or go to a store um, and are often disappointed after making the trip or we, when we buy online, it's a huge fit gamble. So to mitigate, we buy multiple sizes or we just take the blind leap of faith and activate the purchase button only to find very often, in fact, about 40% of the time for certain brands and certain transactions that we'll need to return the product. And then for apparel brands um, and retailers, there's also constant challenges every step of the journey, um, each representing elements of fit risk. You know, from getting the design and the fit right to planning inventory accurately and to converting browsers into shoppers and ensuring what they sell um, doesn't get returned, we also consider that risk. So very simply, you have two sides of the of the equation, one are shoppers that are presented with hundreds and thousands of items and SKUs when they shop from brands sometimes and have to sort of, the burden is on them to sort of figure it out. And then on the brand side, you have brands spending um, and wasting billions of dollars targeting customers that have a high uh, propensity to return product um, or not purchase and have low conversions. And so we are basically in the middle trying to ease that friction. And we think there is huge value creation by easing that friction between um, shopper and brand. So essentially what we're using is really AI and um, a combination of technologies to do that and to ease that sort of friction that we see on both sides of the equation. And once we do it, it's very, very powerful because um, just like other industries, as I mentioned before, like if you get in an Uber, right, you know exactly which car is coming for you. You don't second, you don't browse like 10,000 Uber cars to figure out what um, to get in. Uber just literally gives you one car. You don't second guess it. And that's your option to get from point A to point B. So we figured out that we could use AI and apparel to do the same thing, which is to literally give people exactly what they want, um, to trim down the options from hundreds of thousands in some cases to 50. Um, and then once you do that in very powerful and accurate ways, we think that it leads to immense retail economics from conversions increases to lower returns uh, to longer LTVs. Um, and from the shopper experience side, it's convenient. It gives them exactly what they want and assurance that they can come back and use the product again and again. Walk us through the consumer experience. How does it work and, and how do you collect data? Absolutely. So we have a very flexible model, but um, in terms of the base experience, um, you let's say you're a shopper. You're um, walking by um, in a shopping center or on the street, and you sort of see this really nice, fun um, concept um, 
and call FitMatch. We brand um, our experience FitMatch. Um, and you sort of are very curious. It looks super experiential. Um, it looks very data-driven and technologically driven. And so we basically greet people and tell them this is a new way to shop. Um, we tell them that it's a three-minute experience and it will lock, unlock values um, sort of, you know, for years to come for them. And we also explain to them that what we do is connect them to their favorite brands in very powerful ways. And so they walk in, they register. Um, it's about a um, one-minute registration process. So they give us their names, their phone numbers, their emails, their fit preferences, their favorite brands, and also um, uh, answer a few other fun questions. Then they actually take um, a very quick 10-second um, 3D measurement um, using AI. Um, and from there, we collect over 150 um, points of biometric data on them that's stored permanently. And then after that, um, they log in either on um, computer screens or they log in um, uh, on their phones and they can do this process at home. And then that's where the magic happens. Um, we basically then target them. Um, brands um, through us curate different marketing um, um, outreach to them that basically um, uh, uh, you know, gives them very powerful data on exactly what they should buy, when they should buy it, and from which brands they should buy it from. Um, and that's the end-to-end -end experience. In the space, it's fun. Um, there's basically no inventory. So it's all about three things, which we think is the future of retail. It's about showcasing um, and basically educating the customers on the process, educating the customers on our brand partners. It's about the experience because um, it's fun. Um, it's very asset light. Uh, people are in there for three minutes or three hours, <laughs> depending on how much time they have. Um, and then it's all about fulfillment on the back end. You know, we believe in the power of Omnichannel um, and given the recent advances in fulfillment, uh, we have a very asset light, low inventory space to really um, drive the experience. And all the back end fulfillment is done from our brand partners that drop ship um, items to the customers based on orders and requests. So we were fortunate to work together on your first pop-up in, in Dallas, Texas, um, in partnership with, with Brookfield. And there was a very positive reception of, of uh, consumers engaging. And so can you tell us some of those early learnings on consumer sentiment and reception of the FitMatch experience? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a big believer, um, as I've seen other businesses scale over the years, especially in the retail space, that you go very slow and iterative on the first few to really perfect the experience. And then you go, 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 right? Uh, you sort of huddle up, you continue iterating almost like an MVP-like um, process. And then once you strike gold and you're seeing unbelievable metrics, then you put your foot on the gas and then it's easy to scale these businesses. So for us, um, getting the learnings from our Houston Baybrook 
pop-up was super, super important for us. Um, some of the really just startling stats that we saw were 80% um, um, of the people who walked in, who were very curious about what this was, they walked through the doors, 80% agreed to do the three-minute process that I, I just described, which basically means for us is, um, one, they understood the value exchange. They understood that if I do this process and I give this company and this concept my data, and some of it is um, very treasurable data um, that is not only private, but very important to brands. Um, they basically agree to it. They see the value in it and they, um, they go through the process very quickly. Um, and, you know, we are very like data driven uh, as a data concept. We are very, very data driven and really looking um, to dig into those numbers more, but we, we were even surprised around that level of customer and consumer engagement. And then on the, um, you know, our net promoter scores were 90% um, over the three months. And overall, we did this um, process for over 3,000 people um, with no marketing and no advertising. And so what that sort of pop-up did to us was sort of validate a few things. One is the customer really, really wants something like this, right? Um, and we basically um, did this process from 16-year-olds all the way up to 75-year-olds. We did this process for grandmoms, moms and daughters. <laughs> and it was just really um, enlightening to see on the B2C side a such basically warm reception. And as we slice and dice the data, there's nothing in the data that was very specific to Houston. It was broad age demographics. We do skew younger. Um, but in terms of just who wanted it from, you know, uh, body shapes um, to fit preferences, there was a very broad um, customer reception. And then for, on the brand side, um, we wanted to go um, with an eclectic mix of newer, younger, upcoming brands. So we had a featured brand, um, Urban Savage. Um, they are a sort of top um, athleisure brand um, based in New York. Um, and uh, you know, we wanted to introduce a brand like that to the market, as well as a few other eclectic international brands. So we had Samshek. They are a contemporary a brand based in um, India. Um, they go direct to consumer, as well as a few others on the platform. So we had about 15 in that pop-up experience. And what we showed basically was that once presented and um, once a shopping experience is sort of trimmed down and presented in that way where people can actually see their top matches um, from these brands, um, there was a lot of customer engagement, higher conversion, higher views. And so now we're in the process of actually rolling out our solution and talking to the entire apparel industry. I love that fit match has already become a verb, get fitched. Um, and so I think that's a good signal um, about how consumers are responding to it. And, and, I, and I love that. We're um, already going in that direction. It's great. I think it's very digestible for people to understand. 
So on the brand side, can you tell us how do you onboard a brand? What are the steps? Uh, what are the requirements? Yeah. Um, and, you know, to, to really understand what sort of data we need from the brand, um, I want to reiterate that, you know, if, so what we're doing is basically using our technology and showing customers what fits them um, and fit is a very broad objective and subjective exercise, but basically using AI to show a customer what fits them 90% or better. And we simply hide the rest. So we do this very powerful thing where we actually integrate or through APIs or technology into brands' websites so that a customer who has been fitched can literally log on to a brand brand A's website and instead of being presented with 100,000 SKUs or 50,000 SKUs, whatever the amount is, he or she only sees her top, their top matches, um, literally the, only the products that fit them 90% or better, and then the entire assortment that doesn't fit that sort of criteria simply disappears. So this is a seamless experience in that people can log on to shopfitmatch.com and see all the brands that we list and then individually go into them. Or they can go to the individual brands themselves and through a pitch credential, they actually can see um, uh, and experience this matching process. So we have a very seamless process for the brands to actually go through um, and uh, be a part of our platform. Uh, we basically ask them for some sizing and some tech pack related data, all of which they have because most of the brands that we talk to are vertic either vertically integrated or direct to consumer and therefore they do their own production. We ask them for some brand information, just logos, um, things that they all have, items that they can all easily pull. Um, and that's pretty much it. Um, you know, we've designed our process to be very, very brand friendly. Um, so think of how Instagram makes it very easy for you to run an ad very quickly. Um, so the back end process here is very simple. Um, we can integrate brands in as little as 48 hours. We just did one um, a few days ago, um, up to about a week, um, depending on the amount of SKUs and inventory um, that we would like to add for that brand to the platform. I think it, it can't get much more seamless than a 48-hour integration. That's pretty fast, although I know you said some take longer than that. But you know, I think there's a lot of desire for technologies like yours. And sometimes the, there's too much friction and it's too much heavy lifting in order to implement the system. And so that's great that you're able to bring it down um, to, to that much ease. And uh, and 48 hours kind of allows a brand to be able to do it anywhere, kind of from pop-up to, to permanent retail. Um, how, how do you see your technology evolving? Um, will at-home scans be possible? Do you envision FitMatch fully powering dressing rooms for brands and retail partners? How do you see yourselves being further entrenched in the retail industry for consumers? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, for us, we, we think of this as a multi-billion dollar opportunity if done well. Um, we feel that even before you go further down the front end, there's so much back end 
value that can be created for brands and the, and the wider ecosystem. So to give you some examples are is, you know, just generally speaking, um, as I mentioned before, you know, you look at entertainment and what Netflix is doing with AI, they literally will say, hey, Melissa, you should watch this and give you a personalized experience. And then if you were to log into my Netflix, you see a completely different set of movies, a completely different set of shows. And essentially, they're using extremely, extremely powerful data to drive those um, those decisions. And without the average customer knowing that, that is why they love Netflix, right? And so we want to do that for apparel. Um, and we know that we can leverage these extremely um, uh, exciting and sort of really detailed data that we're collecting on um, our shoppers in very powerful ways that can help brands and, and retailers um, as they sort of go to market. So one of the things that we're actually focused a lot on is more seamlessly integrating on the back end. Um, so by that, I mean, uh, as I mentioned before, making it super, super easy for a brand to join our platform. So we, we are working with, um, for example, the tech pack integrators who um, can in a, allow brands through plugins and APIs um, in a click of a button to give their information to us. So that way we can actually integrate brands even faster and also be integrated at the minute their products is sent to the production floor, they're also uploaded to FitMatch. So once it comes out of production and, and it's shipped and it's ready to be distributed to the customer, it's already on our platform. So those are some of the ways that we feel we can help brands um, and the ecosystem even before we start to develop further iterations on the front end technology. Another way that we think we can be very powerful is by working with um, brands on their ad strategies as they continue to waste billions and billions of dollars um, in um, yeah, targeting wrong customers. So they send maybe the right product, but it's to the wrong customer or the wrong product to the right customer. And we can use data to specifically help brands solve this. So if you think about what a brand goes through today, they actually have to make these really long calls. Like, right, if you're a brand, you have to say, okay, six months out, I'm gonna buy a thousand blue dresses because I think customers are gonna like them. That's a very difficult thing to do, right? And then what happens is as the season goes on, trends change um, and so forth. Um, and so brands are always wrong with their demand forecasting. Some are very good at it, but just like death and taxes, like being wrong on your demand forecasting is inevitable. So what happens a lot of times is that they're always long on inventory in certain items that they just can't sell out um, because it's very difficult to do. So let's say that you ordered a thousand, you have 200 extra um, as the season is winding down. You don't want to mark those items down because you're going to lose money. But let's say you have out of the 200, you have a disproportionate amount of smalls for whatever reason. Let's say you had 190 smalls. It's very hard to clear that inventory by running a Facebook ad or an Instagram ad. 
um, because you don't know if you're targeting small people, right? Or people who are perfect fits for smalls. So we can actually use our technology and our data to help brands actually clear 190 smalls by targeting based on people's biometric data, tar specifically targeting um, 190 perfect fits for smalls. And so that when a brand actually goes through us to clear that inventory, they can be assured that it's the specific items that they want to clear. And so those are billion dollar opportunities based on the dollar amounts wasted each year, um, sort of marketing uh, through marketing efficiencies that we can help brands with. Um, and so if we think about like where we want to take the next step, we want to continue to chart down the road of being very integrated, um, scaling on the front end with our current model, working with real estate developers as partners to get this technology in front of many people once the world returns to normal. And then on the back end, really becoming super, super integrated because we think that the, the role of data and the side is very nascent and embryonic and hasn't been used effective anywhere as effectively as other industries where if you think about it apparel is very um, ripe for data because of the parametrics and the topology of garments and the human body so that's where we want to focus more um, and then eventually we will sort of scale and evolve the front end um, to be more adaptable to different situations that the customer may be in. So more mobile friendly, um, more um, uh, sort of flexible. Uh, we definitely want to do store within stores with other retail brands because we think that's super attractive. In fact, a few have approached us already. Um, and then we want to do different events, um, not just shopping centers, but different events, uh, potentially hotels one day, Anywhere, any physical space where people are in volumes, we want to be there um, and we want to be able to sort of make it flexible that we can collect that data. You know, I think demand forecasting is going to be more important than ever. And, and you talk about, you know, kind of going through inventory and what's happening now is brands and retailers aren't going to be able to just rely on historical data. And I think that that's going to be, you know, a major major aspect that they're going to have to be considering uh, going forward. And so it's great that they have partners like you to be able to help them be forward thinking and what, what it's going to look like in the new norm and how we plan for that. Absolutely. The one, um, the one fortunate and, um, you know, unfortunate thing, you know, this is a tragic time um, in the industry um, and overall in the world. But, you know, as a human race, um, I think there are two things that, um, you know, we can count on is one, people are very resilient. Um, they will find and we will find ways to overcome this. Um, we will come out on the other side and we will be stronger. And then the second part is that typically these times forces innovation and innovators um, to to derive and come up with new things, and then also to um, basically accelerate the transformation of um, items or trends that needed to be transformed. Um, so these are really 
transformative events that um, not only lead us to be stronger um, in ways that we never imagined, but also leads to transform, um, transformative solutions coming to market and really developing industries in new ways. The world is definitely evolving. Um, and currently, we're definitely in, in what feels like a surreal state, but we will be coming back. Um, and so I always like to end our conversations on more of a happier note. And so I'm asking all guests, um, and I will ask you the same, since we can't travel these days, but we will again, what are the top three must visit must do's in Florida, where you're sitting today? <laughs> well, um, I believe that um, if you, the first thing, uh, as any visitor, um, you should probably go down to South Beach, no matter what age, um, no matter, uh, you know, if you're uh, in the mood to party or just in the mood to, you know, visit a restaurant, have a nice meal. Um, it is, you know, truly um, just something you have to do in Florida, um, especially South Florida. So that would be my first one. Um, Second one is the beaches. So I used to be in New York and I just have to say like, you know, the going to the beach, especially with my two year old, um, whether it's, you know, on the East Coast or on the West Coast of so Naples and so forth. It's just so much fun. It's refresher. Um, and, you know, the beauty about Florida is you can pretty much go to the beach anywhere. Um, and then the third one, um, let me think. So family. Um, is, is obviously key for everyone. So in the, what Floridians do is they go to Disney World <laughs> and Universal Studios. And so that would probably be my third. It's, um, you know, some family time um, up at, you know, those amusement parks that, you know, bring so much memories to, to each and every one of us. That will be super important to revisit once everything gets back to normal and, it, you know, the coast is clear again. Well, thank you, Hanif, for joining us today. Everyone, again, this was Hanif Brown of FitMatch and talking to us about how they're helping the industry and consumers eradicate fit. So if you haven't heard it before, we're all about to get more fitched um, and we look forward to following on with, with what you're, you're accomplishing over at FitMatch. And pretty soon, I think we're going to start to see your technology in more and more locations as we're, as we're shopping. Thank you so much, Melissa. Everyone, this is Retail Refined, a market scale podcast with Melissa Gonzalez. And until next time.